You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. We go back to the Stuart Shelby State Farm uh, hotline slash text line. It was a big night of college hoops, including uh, the Duncan Dogs with an impressive win over an old friend in UAB. Speaking of friends, Kane McGuire, sports information of basketball for Louisiana Tech, joins us. What's up, bud? Hey, how's it going, Aaron? Oh, show some more pep than that, man. It wasn't that late in the game last night. It was an 8 o'clock tip. It was a late yeah. one. I didn't get home until almost midnight. What, what kind of dynamic is that? And I, I know, you know, because of a TV, you want the national publicity, but it also is kind of a strain on the fan base. It is, but, I mean, you, you really can't turn down being on national television and, and, and being able to showcase your, you know, your product and, and your program, um, especially with, with home games. Um, you know, those are opportunities you can't really pass up. And, you know, we've been fortunate to be on national television a, a few times this year and, have done pretty well on them, so it's uh, it was a fun night, though. All right, Kane, a couple things stand out in this game, and let's go. I'm sure uh, Coach Conkle would want us to talk the most about the defensive effort. The fact that uh, the Dogs forced 17 turnovers last night, uh, nine steals, six blocks, and what, Derek Jean taking four charges, uh, pretty darn impressive on that side of the ball. Absolutely. I mean, you can easily you know look at last night and you instantly – are drawn to you know the the highlights on offense you know whether it's the you know making 11 threes or, or some of the dunks which were absolutely incredible last night but I mean for for us it was the defensive intensity um, the defensive effort uh, being able to, to to force UAB to to that many turnovers I know we we had issues with them at their place earlier this year um, especially when it came in the paint. Uh, just because they, you know, they got some big dudes, especially Chris Coakley, and that guy's going to be a first-team all-league all guy. And to be able to corral him, just fly around, you know, we, you know, we, we doubled down on him, which is something we didn't do in Birmingham. And whenever you do that, you, you really have to be able to fly around and, and close out hard whenever passes get skipped and whatnot. And of course, Derek Jean taking the four charges. I don't, I don't have that stat in, in my media guide, but that's the most charges I've ever seen one player take in one game. He was he was tremendous. Uh, Forty-seven all with about what ten fifty-two to go. Conco calls a timeout. After that, they go on a nine-two run. What was the biggest difference for Louisiana Tech at that point on? I think it was just execution. You know, we we strung together a, a few stops, and then you know at that time UAB went into a one-three-one zone for the very first time in the game, and we executed the play to perfection. Ended up finding a day day in the corner, hits a big three. Got another stop, came back down. Daruji hits a big three, and then a couple. And then the play after that was you know Jalen Washington just taking the ball and wiping it at the top of the key and just throwing down the hammer on a dunk, which really got the crowd uh, hyped up. Um, and then our other freshman, Xavier Christian, hits a three a couple plays later. So I just think that the execution on offense and being able to string together a few stops to be able to make that happen was the key. Four players in double figures with the freshman. Darucci leading the way with 21 points. He is certainly fun to watch. How have you seen his game kind of develop this year and kind of confidence level for him improve as the season has progressed? 
Yeah, for me, it's just the confidence level. I mean, he's he's letting it rip, and um, he's he's playing with a, a ton of confidence. I mean, he took 15 shots last night, and I don't think he hesitated on a single one of them. Um, he, he's really maturing and, and, and finding his spots. He's a really good jump shooter, um, and you know it's it's been fun to to watch that that part of his game develop. And of course, he, it was even more fun to finally get see him get his his breakaway dunk is, I know he's had a few times this season where he's, he's gotten some awes from the crowd because they know that he's, he's going to throw down a, a major dunk at some point this year. And uh, he was able to pull off the 360 dunk there at the end of the game to, to yeah. put the exclamation point on the victory. That was fun to see. Kane, you look at the lineup for Louisiana Tech, and we all know about you know the inside presence will continue to be a factor for the Bulldogs. But you look up at a matchup against UAB, it feels like William Lee has been there for about 18 years, and you mentioned Coakley. Uh, Lee ends up with uh, just one point, and a Coakley kid with uh, 10 points. So overall, defensively, they did a fabulous job inside. That they did, and it was definitely needed um, from a confidence standpoint, uh, especially coming off the, the Old Dominion game where you felt like we, we really got beat up inside. Um, you know, we're, we're not the, the biggest and the, and the strongest team in the league. Um, there's some really good front courts in this league, and to um, so you got to find different ways to, to defend it, um, and that's something that we, we we tried new last night where we you know we throw fire at it and and try and double the post and, and really just scrap and 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 just try and be all over the floor as much as possible and create as much chaos as possible and uh, and that's what we did uh, and not only that but we took care of the basketball which is something we didn't do against Old Dominion you know we had 20 turnovers in that game and only had nine last night so. To be able to take care of the basketball and enforce the turnovers that we did—that's that's usually winning basketball for us. Before we get to Middle Tennessee and the big matchup on Saturday with the 73 to 60 victory, the Duncan Dogs improved to 16 and 11 overall, seven and seven in conference play. Kane, as you kind of look around the landscape of this conference, uh, what's it look like with the postseason play right around the corner? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk right now on if Conference USA can be a, a multi-bid league, and you know, I, I'm not so optimistic just from from recent history. Um, I think the league is deeper this year than, than it has been. Um, you see a lot more upsets um, this season than, than I've seen in, in years past. Usually, there's one game every night that. I'm looking at, it and I think, man, I did not expect that. And and usually you can you can predict these games a little bit better. Uh, so um, North Texas and UTSA and so the Miss teams like that have have really improved and have knocked off some big teams uh, with Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, and Middle Tennessee, kind of separating themselves uh, in the top three. But uh, on, on any night, I think anybody can be beaten, and so it, I think it'll be a an interesting uh, conference tournament, to say the least, you know, being on a true neutral floor for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's going to be anybody's ball game. Still some of the regular season left, including a big matchup on Saturday versus Middle Tennessee. You look at this Blue Raiders squad. What, 13-1 and one in conference play, 21-5 and five overall. You mentioned uh, their NCAA uh, tournament resume. I see they're up to 26 in the RPI. Obviously, this team is pretty salty. They're rock solid, um, but I mean, then again, you look at their resume and you can easily pick it apart. I mean, they've only got one quadrant, one victory is, is what they're calling them these days. You know, basically like a top 50 RPI win, and 
um, even for them, I, I think they're just probably thinking we just got to win the tournament because you don't you don't want to leave it in the hands of the, the committee for an at large. But they're just they're just rock solid. I don't think they're as talented as they were last year with Reggie Upshaw and Ja'Cory Williams. Um, but obviously, adding the Alabama transfer Nick King, who's probably going to be the, the conference USA Player of the Year, um, he's been tremendous for them. They just they close games so well, Aaron. I mean, in, in so many games I've seen where it's a it's a tight game late, and and they just finish things. You know, they they, they know how to finish games. Uh, they they hardly ever lose a close ball game. Um, they just they execute so well down the stretch in the final minutes. I mean, even when we played them up in Murfreesboro. I mean, we were only down five with five minutes to play, and they just went on a run. And it seems like that's the that's the story of their season. Um, they're just rock solid, especially defensively. And it's going to be a, a tough test, and it'll it'll be a fun night though with with senior night uh, getting to honor Jacoby Boykins and Janiah White um, last home game of the 2017-18 season. So hopefully our fans will come out and and support. I know they were. They were incredible last night against UAB. They, they really made a difference for us, and we need that to happen again Saturday. That feels strange, thinking it's already the last home regular season. Game. I know. I, I mean, we, we end up with we, – we, we end things with three straight road games. So, I mean, you're – and for the women as well, it'll be senior night for both of us tomorrow on February 17th. So, kind of a an, an early uh, home finale, uh, if you will, but – um, should be a fun night playing against a, uh, a really, really good basketball team. You mentioned uh, Nick King averaging 21 points on the game. He does most of the heavy lifting. And then the, the Potts kid, about 13. Besides that, I mean, some well-balanced scoring. and Nobody else averaging in double figures for Middle Tennessee. A couple other yeah. guys uh, averaging nine per game. And that's how they do it. I mean, they, they, they've relied a lot on Nick King. And to his credit, he's been able to shoulder the, the load for them. Um he had a really great game against us, and I mean, he's just a—he's a tough matchup, you know, with a you know six-seven, or he can really stretch the floor and knock down threes. But he's so good and crafty with getting to the rim and playing with his back to the basket. You know, you you can't really put a big on him because he's too fast and he'll get by you. And then, of course, you know, if you put a you know guard on him, he'll just post you up and, and take you down to the block with that nice lefty stroke of his. So, a really tough matchup. For him in particular, and of course, Giddy Potts is always dangerous from three. So um, they've got weapons, uh, but it'll it'll be entertaining for sure. And I know the guys will definitely be um, be fired up to play them tomorrow night in attack. Kane, one final thing: we had a text earlier in the show. Uh, we were talking about parity in college basketball, and one listener said this would be the year that a 16 would knock off a one. Could you foresee something like that? Oh no. <laughs> Never happened before, Aaron. What, what makes you think that I think it's going to happen this time? Well, just consider maybe it's not as top heavy this year, and a number one seed could go down. Yeah, I mean, you, you, there's really, you know, there's, and I, I like it a lot. You know, I, I like being able to go in and, and not say, yeah, those, those two teams are definitely going to be in the Final Four. Uh, you know, I like teams like Virginia um, and, and even Villanova that, you know, are so good defensively. So you, you know you're going to get a really strong defensive effort. You know, they just need to put up enough points to, to win. And the Purdue's kind of taking a step back right now. And you've always got the, you know, the offensive juggernaut teams like your, like your Duke um, that can make the run of the tournament. But, I mean, it'll, it'll be another fun march, that's for sure. And, you know, it'd be, be great to be a part of it. 
Kane, as always, we appreciate the time, man. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Louisiana Tech versus Middle Tennessee tomorrow night. This should be fun. I reported uh, 3,562 at the Thomas Assembly Center last night. All right. So to be fair, you kind of misquoted the text. Essentially, the text said this could be the year of 16 beats a one, meaning that if ever there was going to be a year that that happens, it's this year. So you, you what kinda, did I say? You were just I like, said a 16 will be the one? You were one? just like, yeah. Uh, that darn media. I know, man. Yeah. The worst, the worst, the worst. Uh, Louisiana Tech with the big win down the road. Uh, ULM takes care of business versus Texas Arlington last night. Who would have thunk this about a month ago is the Warhawks have now won, what, five of the last uh, six, six ball games? Yeah. They do it in convincing fashion last night, 84-71. to 71. They're actually up by 25 points in this game. Their three-point shooting barrage continues. Last week they had 17 versus Georgia State, another 12 versus Georgia Southern. Heck, last night they knocked down 13 triples. other words, they're red hot right now. Playing an exciting brand of basketball, they improved to 12 and 12 overall, six and seven in conference play. ULM with a big win. Speaking of red hot, nobody's hotter than uh, Grambling State. They have won 10 straight. Mm-hmm. They're back at home on Saturday versus Jackson State. Uh, this winning streak has propelled the Tigers to the top of the SWAC standings. They are number one right now. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that that's where they would end up after going four and 12. I just, well, the non-conference schedule. Well, I, I get it, but I'm just saying, looking at a 4-12 and team, you know, I, I think a lot of us expected Grandma to, to be much improved compared to last year. And then the 4-12 and start, you're going, I don't know. Then they go on that 10-game 10 straight, uh, 10 game win streak, and uh, sure enough, they are much improved. I did look at the RPI numbers before the show, and this was actually before last night's games were factored in. Middle Tennessee was at 26 uh, the Cajuns at 48, LSU was 82, Louisiana Tech 173, uh, ULM coming in at 216. Northwestern State's having a rough, rough year where they dropped 15 in a row with the youth mm-hmm. movement. They are 347 out of 351. So you think, I wonder if last night's win puts ULM in the top 200. Uh, that would be a nice bounce from 216 to 200. Uh, LSU didn't mention them. Uh, they have who they got? Uh, Missouri. Uh, Missouri, yeah. Another another L. It seems just because Missouri's such a good basketball team. Missouri, you know, they've done a really good job. They lost their their star player at the beginning of the year, and still able to rebound and, and put together a really impressive resume uh, for the tournament. All right, there's your college basketball update. Let's take a timeout. You can hit us up eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Did you hear them doing an Olympic minute, a moment at the top of the show? Fox Sports? Did they steal our thunder? (laughs) They must have heard us and stole it. Tell you what, nothing can beat our Winter Olympic. I put money on that. Uh, You ready to do one after the break? (laughs) No. You got any material? (laughs) No. Come on. I'll I'll Google something. I'll read exactly the first thing that pops up on Google. The morning drive back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. 
the king of the road, the king of the roads are king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long-term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318-255-5980 for more information or visit LegacyRehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. When things come out of left field, having a game plan can help make a difference. Farmers Insurance has been providing practical insurance knowledge for more than 89 years. Talk to an experienced farmers insurance agent today and find out about insurance options so you can get the coverage you want. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find simple, practical insurance knowledge at Farmers.com. That's Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Athletes are always being put to the test. It's how they know they're strong and tough enough, or if there's room to be better. Well, the same goes for car batteries. That's why AutoZone offers free battery testing. If your car is having trouble starting, just stop in and get your battery tested on the spot for free. Whether it's just a loose cable or time for a new battery, you won't have to buy a part you don't need. Stop in today and put your battery to the test. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, somehow we forgot this segment yesterday. So, uh, Jake, you got to hit it out of the ballpark today. Always do, Aaron. Yeah. All right, cue the music. It is our Olympic minute, our Olympic moment on this Friday morning. The U.S. squad with eight total medals, five being gold. All right, I'll go first. What was that? That was information? Dude, you paused. Dramatic effect. Dude, that was way too, It was an awkward pause is what it was. <laughs> I was trying to read my uh, chicken scratch movie. This is off to a bad start, Aaron. We've got to, That's we've got what to, it is. It is not a gold medal performance. Okay, we've got to reclaim our Winter Olympic update glory. Okay, so let me take it from here. The Jamaican bobsled team needed a new sled just days before competing in the Winter Olympics and in an amazing twist. A Jamaican beer company stepped up to provide it. Red Stripe, which is based on the nation's capital of Kingston, has supplied a sled for the Jamaican bobsled team to use in competition 
early next week after the dramatic departure of driver coach Sandra Correa-Sassis. Left the team without a sled. Jamaican bobsled. It was her sled, so she took her sled and went home. She took her sled and went home. Yes. Jamaican bobsleigh federation, that's a thing, spokesperson Kathleen Polito confirmed to USA Today Sports that the team has accepted Red Stripe's offer of a new sled and is preparing the sled for competition. Yeah. Good read there, man. Thanks, man. I'm into the Winter Olympics. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Uh, How can you not like this headline? Shirtless Tongan skier finishes 114th in cross-country skiing. He beat out two others. Uh, The race was coming down to the final. He wanted to make sure that he finished before the course closed for the night. His best quote there in terms of finishing near the back of the pack, he said he'd rather finish towards the end of the pack with all his friends than somewhere in the middle by himself. (laughs) He does have a pretty good story. He's from Mexico. He's already competed in one Olympics, the uh, Summer Olympics. His goal is to compete in three different Olympics in three different sports. Mm. Pretty darn impressive. Yeah, go go for it. Shoot for the stars. Uh, that is your Olympic Minute moment on this Friday morning. We are your best source for Winter Olympic news. <laughs> At some point, I wanted to get into uh, uh, Johnny Muir. I think that's his name, the figure skating guy in his outfits, and get Jake's take on it. But that'll be for another day. Okay, I know I have no knowledge of, of Johnny. All you got to do is Google it. Okay, you'll it'll, you'll kinda, know who he is. Kind of afraid to at, the, at this moment. All right, I got something for you, Aaron. So I don't know if you've used to enjoy the the Uncle Drew Pepsi ads mm-hmm. uh, where Kyrie Irving would dress up like an old man and he'd go out on the court and would that work around here? Would that work around? If he just showed up and you saw an old man getting ready and trying to side up teams, it was the West Monroe Rec Center. All right, let's pretend that these videos weren't out. Nobody knows what Uncle Drew is. Yeah, yeah he would school everybody. Is well, that, I understand, that's but, I mean, would you look at him and say, well, that's an old man there. I could take it. Dude, I, that makeup is yeah. is really good. Like, it's, it's impressive. Um, I think he could pass as an old man. Uh, but that said – They've decided to make a movie about this, a full feature length, a full length feature of this. Now, how they're going to do this, I don't know. Is it going to be good? Probably. That's like us trying to stretch an Olympic minute moment into a two-hour show. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it is. But uh, that, you know, I, for me, even if it's bad, I kind of still want to see it. I find my like the trailer dropped. Okay, and first of all. Kyrie Irving, uh, I, have, I, have a question, I have questions whether or not he can carry a full movie. My second thought. My second <laughs> I thought you were going to say carry a franchise, but you say movie. <laughs> That's good. That too. Yeah. Uh, my second thought was, man, this makes perfect sense as to why he wanted out of Cleveland. This guy wants to be the star, yeah. right? This guy wants to be the head guy. Um, so that made more sense. Then you see the trailer, and you see that Shaq is in it, yeah. and you see Chris Webber's in it, and Reggie Miller's in it, and I'm getting, like, these Space Jam vibes right now. Like, I'm just like, oh, you know what? It doesn't have to be great acting. I, I just want to be entertained by it, and for that reason, I think I'm going to go see this movie. Now, if Shaq shows up at a you know backyard playground, you're going to know who Shaq is. It doesn't matter how well, listen, much makeup it's is not, involved. Well, it's not like it, – so it's not a documentary. It's like a film. So the whole – the plot of it is they see this old man shooting, and it's Uncle Drew, and it's Kyrie. Some people see, see, see this old man who was a legend back in the day. He's shooting at the um, 
at the playground yeah. and he's, he's still got it. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, well, let's do – let's come up with our own team and face this other team. Oh. And he goes out and gets other old people. So Shaq's dressed up as uh. – uh, he's I think he's like a martial artist teacher – uh, in the trailer, and so they get him, and then they go to. Uh, Look at Siskel over here. He's done some research. I on watched this the movie. trailer. You're an investor. I watched the trailer, man. And Chris Weber, this is what he probably stole the trailer from me. He was a, a preacher, and he was dunking babies as they were getting baptized. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, and then Reggie Miller was a like like a blind person, so he'll be a blind shooter. I think it's I think it's got a lot of potential. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it has potential if it if it know if it understands it's a silly film and it doesn't take itself seriously. I think it could be really entertaining. But uh, anyway, I saw that. Thought I'd bring it up. You're such a movie critic. Mm-hmm. Would you ever go see this movie? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me ask you this question, Aaron, because I'm going to go see Black Panther this weekend. Would you? ever go see Black Panther because I know how you hate superhero movies. Probably not. Even Black Panther, they, they relate it to like James Bond. They say it's like almost like a James Bond type film mm. for Marvel. Still no? Not a James Bond fan mm. either? That was another segment that didn't continue us uh, trying to take movies and make them into sports related things. Yeah, well, I mean, we can't do it every, <laughs> you got to wait a while. You okay. got to get new movies. We could do that soon. If you want to do it once a month, we can do that. But what are you more likely to go see, a Marvel superhero movie no. or a Star Wars film? You got to pick one. Uh, superhero. Yeah, you just will not go see Star Wars at all. Mm. Shaq looks like Wolverine's grandpa, Richie says, mm. and Sam says the movie trailer looks funny. Mm. It's got some potential, man. Uh, making the transition to college baseball, we have a uh, James Cooper from Grambling joining us in the next segment. Speaking of potential, you look at uh, LSU, they're opening up against Notre Dame this weekend. The 32 available players this season, 17 are new faces to the program, either freshmen or JUCO transfers. In fact, the Tigers won't have a single starter, Jake, in the same position that they were on opening day a year ago. Yeah, but like Chris Blair said on yesterday's show, you expect this lineup to be really, really good. Uh, You expect them, even though, you know, we're still trying to figure out where the power is going to come from. I think that will come. Somebody will step up and provide that. That's that's a little deceiving, too, the fact that Zach Watson did not start last year opening day. Exactly. And the fact that, I mean, Josh, I know making the move from third to short is a big deal, but he was still dynamite at third base. I think he's going to be a great shortstop. Um, and then Jake Slaughter just, just moving over to third base and, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting just to see how they gel together. I think it's gonna take this team a little bit of time, and I'm interested in seeing how Zach Kess does on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I want to see what he he looks like as as the as the starter. You know, let's see how he makes that transition from closer to starter. Didn't really work out last year. Maybe it will work out this year. And Caleb Gilbert will get the start uh, today versus uh, Notre Dame. Hess on Saturday, then uh, Todd Peterson on Sunday. You look at Gilbert tonight. His last 12 appearances of 2017, he did go uh, 5-0 and with a gaudy ERA of .84, allowing just three runs over that stretch while striking out 36 and walking seven. Yeah, he was amazing in the postseason. He really came on strong in the postseason, so hopefully he can continue that at the start of this year. All right, a little college baseball. We'll continue it coming up after the break. Grambling starts off the season against its arch rival, Southern. 
James Cooper joins us after the break. You can continue to weigh in at 888-993-7762. Joey Trappe will join us for his weekly visit at 745. We covered a lot of area there in that segment. We were all over the map. <laughs> that Winter Olympic update was one of our best, I think. <laughs> we're back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive, all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly. You've got to see our new five-bedroom, three-bath, double-wide. Deluxe appliances, designer decor, finished sheetrock for only $92,995. It's over 2,400 square feet. See it at Tilly'sHomes.com or come visit us in Bossier City. You want new window tinting for your car, and you're getting tax money back from Uncle Sam. Bring that combo to Magic Glass and Tint in West Monroe and let us tint you up. Not only does professional tinting from Magic Glass keep your car cool, but it protects the interior from harmful, damaging UV rays, all at very affordable prices. Expert window tinting and accessories for your car or truck. Magic does it all. Magic Glass and Tint, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. We're looking forward to opening day in college baseball. You heard from a uh, new ULM head coach, Michael Federico, in the 7 o'clock hour. We talked a little uh, LSU baseball opening up against Notre Dame. We didn't want to give uh, Lane Burroughs an early wake-up call as they square off against Pepperdine today, but we will certainly get him on the show next week. And speaking of Grambling, they are on the road. They start down in New Orleans, and they start against their arch-rival Southern. Grambling head coach James Cooper joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, Coop? How you been? I'm doing good, fellas. How about you guys? Uh, did you jump out of bed this morning anxious to get this season underway? Man, it was hard to sleep last night. Extremely excited. Uh, we looked good in workouts on yesterday. And, you know, with the rain, the cold weather that we've had in North Louisiana, you know, it, it's exciting and refreshing to be down south where it's a little warmer and also a little bit more drier. 
All right, you're going to open up the season uh, today, later today, in the Andre Dawson uh, Classic down in New Orleans. First of all, is the Hawk, is the Dawson, is, is he around there? Yes, he is here, and my kids have no idea who he is. Oh, no. Well, yeah, that's good, man, an opportunity to give him a history lesson. Absolutely. You know, especially when you look at what MLB is doing for the urban youth for getting these tournament started and to bring one of two guys that's in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame and, uh, you know, the Hawks, you know, Mr. Andre Dawson. And, you know, we look forward to possibly even getting Luke Brock here one day. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, it, it's awesome, man. You know, when you think about what they're doing for, you know, our student athletes and then also what they're doing for the game of baseball. Do you like it, the fact that you start down there in this tournament and then uh, you square off against your rival right out of the gate? Uh, at first, I didn't, but you know, it, it makes it a little bit more exciting. You know, it gets the you know the, the blood and the juices pumping a little bit more. Uh, you know, when you think about playing somebody that's, that's a conference foe, you know, it's an exhibition game. It don't really count towards conference, but it does give you an opportunity to see you know what they're going to be throwing at you, you know, this upcoming season. And of course, on the flip side, they get a chance to see you know what you have as well. Um, but, you know, coming down here to this venue, playing here, uh, New Orleans is a great city. It's a great facility. And it also gives us a chance to, you know, get a few warm-up games at the place where our conference tournament will be held at as well. So, you know, it's a, I think the pros outweigh the cons when you look at, you know, playing a team like Southern in a tournament like this just early in the season. 22-30 uh, and 30 overall last year. You went 15-9 and nine in the SWAC. We all know about Marshawn Taylor, and we'll get into him in a second. Besides him, who do you have returning from last year's squad? Well, we have five uh, starters that are returning uh, this season, including Marshawn is one of them. Uh, we have Alexander Felder, who will be starting center field, who played in every game last year. Uh, we have uh, Nick Wheeler, who will be starting in left field, who played uh, a whole lot last year. Then we also have Christian Franklin, We'll be starting at second base alongside Marshawn, who was an everyday guy for us as well last year. And that last, and that last fifth returning starter that we have is uh, Rafael Ramirez, who received a ton of starting time, you know, in that DH role, and, and he'll be DHing today as well. I mentioned uh, Marshawn. He basically won every single award he could last year: the SWAC Player of the Year, the SWAC Hitter of the Year, the SWAC Newcomer of the Year. Uh, he goes into this year as the SWAC Preseason Player of the Year. What do you tell him in terms of? you know, maybe duplicating or having a similar performance to last year, but not to let the pressure get to him? Well, that he's a kid that's from the inner city of Chicago. So, you know, when you read online or read the articles about things that happen in that city and for a kid to make it out of there, you have to know that he's mentally prepared and, and he's seen, you know, a ton of things. A lot of the things he had has seen, you know, hasn't always been positive, you know, coming from the environment that he comes from. Um, so, you know, when you can beat the odds and, um, you know, win all those type of awards, you know, be a student athlete, uh, be a, on the president's list, um, and, and be, you know, three months away from graduating, you know, he has beat the odds. So when you're doing something that you love to do, something that's fun, that's a kid's game, and then, you know, that that's really the easy part. You know, the hard part is, you know, growing up in the neighborhood where he grew up at. Um, you know, if you guys had a chance to talk to him, you know, man, he could yeah. take you some things, man, that are, that are, that are you know, it's just real eye-opening. Um, so, you know, hats off to him and his family for doing everything they can to, you know, put him in a place where he could be successful. And, 
And, you know, the baseball man has just becoming easy to him. Um, you know, when you compare some of the life experiences that he's had and what he had to go through, uh, makes it a whole lot easier for him to go out there and compete and just play hard because, you know, it's, it's quiet out there to him. I had a chance to visit with him last year. How did your guys' past cross, and how did he end up at Grambling? Well, I've been knowing Marshawn since he was in the 10th grade. You know, he went to Simeon High School, uh, which is a basketball and baseball powerhouse in the city of Chicago, Illinois. Um, you know, I had a chance to meet him when I was a grad assistant for Barrett Ray, when Barrett Ray was the head coach here before he decided to go take the job at Alcorn State. Um, the Chicago White Sox have a, 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 a program called the ACE program, and, uh, and that's a program that he partaked in. And um, we saw him, we liked him. You know, we didn't sign him. He chose to sign with Eastern Illinois. Uh, he was there for two years. Uh, his head coach retired, and the pitching coach took over. And the pitching coach decided not to re-sign him. And uh, so, you know, we talked to him, and we got him to come here. He redshirted one year. Then, of course, this past year, you know, he got off to a great start. And, bo- and before, you know, other teams realized how good of a hitter he was, it was a little bit too late. He kind of had a good approach. He understood how they was going to try to get him out, you know, in the second half of the season, and he just stayed hot for us. A coach that uh, decided not to re-sign him, uh, he's got to be kicking himself a little bit. Well, man, you know they say uh, even a trash can gets a space. So, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, or, or you know, I, I just don't see how you let that kid go. Hmm. Uh, from a guy that played a professional baseball, what do you foresee for his future at the next level? Well, he was drafted out of high school. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think if he does anything remotely close to what he did this past season, I believe he'll be getting a phone call. Uh, uh, after the season is over as well. Uh, he wants to play. Some of his best friends are already playing professional baseball. Uh, he's childhood friends with Corey Ray, who was a fifth overall pick uh, out of the University of Louisville by the Milwaukee Brewers. So um, I think his, he has a high season, and he's going to have a great chance of possibly getting drafted next this year. A lot of talk about Marshawn, and rightfully so, but ultimately it comes down to pitching. What's your rotation look like? Uh, this year? Well, today we have Raul Badu starting uh, our 3.30 game against Southern. He's a senior for us. Uh, tomorrow we have Anthony Hernandez starting. He's a senior for us. And then on Sunday we have Elijah Sanders starting for us. And, and all three of those guys are seniors and right-hand pitchers as well. You know, when you have that type of experience at shortstop and starting on the mound, then, it, you know, it, it sets you up to be, you know, successful throughout the course of the year because, you know, these guys have been battle-tested. They've been someone, been to, you know, some of the big venues and plays and, you know, and held their own. So uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to do for their last hoorah here at Grambling State. Grambling head coach James Cooper joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Coop, I look at your schedule, uh, a nice blend, a nice mix here with the home and away games. Uh, you are going to Florida International. you got a game at LSU and another what big matchup against uh, Arkansas. But overall, do you like the makeup of this schedule when you throw in, of course, the local games against Louisiana Tech and ULM? I, I like it. You know, I I actually love it. <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's one of the better schedules uh, Coach Pierre has put together for us, you know, this season. Uh, when you look at the blend, like you said, um, I, I don't see us, you know, biting off too much more than we can chew. You know, we have some tough opponents on there, and if some of those opponents, you know, lost a ton of talent previous years, 
and uh, and we have a veteran ball club. Um, and then we have some games that um, that may not be too competitive as well. So um, we're going to get challenged throughout the course of the season, but we just have to go out there and execute, man. It's going to always be about, you know, who pitches better, you know, who fields the ball better defensively, and who executes at the plate with the timely hit. And that's always a team that's going to win. That's never going to change. And finally, Coop, uh, what year is this for you now as the head coach? Uh, my ninth year. Ninth year, and I remember, you know, nine years ago, eight years ago, when you were getting confused with the, with the players. Is it humbling now? Maybe that doesn't happen as much as it happened in the years past. I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I don't really like facial hair. Like, I, I, it makes my <laughs> face itch. You know, I hate the way it sounds when I'm laying on a pillow in the bed. So, you know, when I think about um, the fact that I always kind of keep a clean shave throughout the course of the season, I think that's part of the reason why. But, you know, it still happens. Yeah, all right. Uh, appreciate the time, bud. Look forward to catching up with you throughout the season. Good luck this week as you open up play down in New Orleans. Thanks a lot, man. You know, um, I know you, you guys have been, you know, good for us and allowing us to, you know, talk and say good things about Grandma State University and also the baseball program, man. Thanks for always reaching out to us, man. We appreciate it. You bet, bud. See you soon. All right. James Cooper, Grambling's uh, head coach, join us as they open up against Southern. Today down in New Orleans. Nothing like starting the season out with a rivalry game. Love it. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, uh, Joy Trappe joins us for his weekly visit, plus our parting shots. Can a cheerleader get ejected from a college basketball game? Yes. What do you have to say? You have to identify people by their names, apparently. So if you do research and you have a little knowledge that actually can hinder you and get yeah, you tossed leave, out of a game? Leave that up to the fans to do that. You can't do it yourself. That's coming up. It's part of our parting shot. Morning drive back after this. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, King of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR. Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK. 
B-O-R. We are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Look for cloudy skies with the 50% chance of rain today and a high of 68 degrees. Cloudy skies with the 40% chance of rain on tonight, a low 46. Mostly cloudy skies with an 80% chance of rain on tomorrow and a high of 55 degrees. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive on the all-new Sports Talk 97.7. We love ending our week talking a little uh, sports and a little uh, food with Joey Trappe. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. What up, bud? How you doing this morning? Doing pretty good, man. Big win by the Hawks last night. Yes, exciting win to say the least. Hey, uh, Jake uh, actually uh, took his wife out to eat for Valentine's Day. We're very proud of him. Took him to Crawfish City. And he was bragging about what yeah. you have, Jake. The, the grilled cheese. I don't know if it's called the city grilled cheese or what. Man, that thing was good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The city grilled cheese is where it's at, man. Got some shrimp on that dude. And, man, mm. it's uh, so good. I thought you were telling me you went with the kids grilled cheese. And I was, I mean, I was, that's pretty You're like, pretty I got to stay in business. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll wait to hear a good old 10 pounds. <laughs> Man, hit me with an eight dollar grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave him a hard time, Joey, because he told me he goes, "Yeah, we we split five pounds." I said, "Come on, man, you got to do better than five pounds." And then then he came back and he said they had the shrimp on the grilled cheese. I said, "Well, that's a little yeah, it's, that's a good sandwich, man." I tell you what, that those sandwiches are something we just added uh, this year, and they really taken off. Um, just, you know, just. Giving that menu a little bit of variety, uh, give you know, giving people something besides crawfish and snow crab and, and shrimp to choose from, and uh, you know, crawfish city's definitely picking up, man. The crawfish are getting bigger, and the weather's getting right, and the you know they're able to catch more crawfish, so we're we're able to feed more customers, and it's uh it's, it's really really picking up. So I think we have got a forty top tonight coming in at six o'clock. It'll just be rocking, man. Got a, a big uh, home game for ULM tomorrow, so looking forward to that. Baseball kicks off today. I think they're going to try to play two uh, in this weather. Try, I think tomorrow's going to be pretty nasty. You always give me grief about watching that weather, Aaron, but, boy, I tell you what, it, 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 it determines how people move around. Oh, Monroe, Louisiana. But um, it's, uh, it's just going to be a busy weekend for us. And uh, we're excited about it. Patio at Portico is, is popping. And uh, as always, at Traps, man, people want to get on that balcony, especially when the temperature is above 50 degrees. So uh, it's uh, it's an action-packed weekend for sure. Joey, I know you continue to make some uh, subtle changes there at Portico. With the menu, is there a thing or two that now stands out to you? Yeah, man, the pizzas, I think, are, are where people are really wanting us to bring back and uh, that they've really taken off. Uh, you know, the Oyster Po' Boy, I think, is something that people are really flocking to. And, uh, you know, the, the, the staples that, you know, have always been on, on that menu, you know, the sandwich, chicken sandwiches, those type of entrees, um, always going to do well there. But the pizzas, our burger selection, and our Po' Boy selection are the biggest changes you'll see to that menu right now. Joe, I got to ask you a personal question. On Valentine's Day, when you're part of uh, four restaurants, it's not like you can just say, "Hey, I'll yeah. take you out to eat." Right. So what did we you do? do? Oh, did it's you, simple. You we, just take we your wife on out the to one. Oh, 
So did you go to one of your places then? <laughs> no, 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 man. Um, we, we, we ventured over to Olive Garden, and uh, <laughs> I took my, my two oldest kids out, and uh, they used those breadsticks like lightsabers, and um, it was just uh, – <laughs> you can't go eat out with, with a, a six-year-old and a four-year-old and it just be tame. Uh, you know, you, you get into the, the – the, mozzarella sauce and this doesn't taste like johnny's and <laughs> it's just a rodeo man i tell you what you walk in there and you just tell the hostess we got an angola rodeo coming with us and we need to sit as far away from society as possible you know but um it, it was a good deal we unfortunately we can't do valentine's on the 14th you know just because of what the, the restaurant lifestyle brings but um we find a way to make it happen either the day before or the day after and finally, Joey, the college basketball season rolls along. As you mentioned, uh, ULM with an impressive win uh, last night. Do you know the date, uh, or we need to have like an anniversary every year when you got an opportunity to get in the game and, and step up to the free throw line? Do you know when that took place? Because we need to celebrate that. Oh, man, I would have to dig. Um, it was late in the season. I would shoot, man, and I don't even really remember who we played. Aaron. It was, a, oh. I think, a Texas school maybe yeah. I, I don't know i was just happy to ball in the goal man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to make a big celebration of it this is the game that this is the date that Joe right Chirpa, we, the we got the guy i'll ULA. find it right. i'll find it I, I, and i'll screenshot it just in case okay. you have a doubt <laughs> okay all right that'll be your research for this week thanks bud we'll see you on right. one of the four places this weekend sounds good man you still all want right. me to pay up that debt don't you it's a sore subject right now, Aaron, because I've been waiting to get, you know, my wings, and I've already just accepted that it's just not going to happen. You're just a man that does not pay off his debts. It's fine. Mm. I'll give you a parting shot as part of uh, paying it off. Parting shots coming up now. Look here. Look here, Blondie. God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. And you and Nick up there at your little Punch and Judy show, y'all kind of made fun of it and went on to the next subject. I don't know why we can't understand that. And y'all treat me like garbage, man. Well, I don't really care to answer the critic. Y'all trumped up all over me. Wrong. That is absolute wrong. I'm a crowd pleaser. That's what I do. I try to play to my crowd. And I don't really care about that. It's the end of the conversation. Thank you very much. Have a great day. I'll lead off. Uh, University of Arizona cheerleader was ejected for heckling an Arizona State player last night in a game. Arizona State guard Remy Martin was at the free throw line the second half when the cheerleaders' antics caught the attention of longtime Pac-12 official Randy McCall. McCall stared down the cheerleader just before the cheerleader said, Not today, Remy. Another source told ESPN that McCall then walked over to the scorer's table and said, This guy needs to get out of here. Uh, he later told the Arizona Republic he was yelling, using the megaphone to call out people by name, which is not acceptable, and he was asked to please stop, and he chose not to. According to Rule 10, Article 8 of the Official Referee Handbook, cheerleaders shall not commit an unsportsmanlike act, such as using a musical instrument, amplified music, or artificial noisemaker while the game is in progress, except for timeouts and intermissions. Yeah, is, is the name included in that? Can they say people's names? Obviously not, because called out Remy, and then that's what led to 
the ejection. And I guess the fact he used a megaphone. That's what I was wondering. Like, if he didn't use the megaphone, would that have been the same grounds of of ejection? I don't know. But, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense just because so often, you know, you don't really hear cheerleaders yelling out players' names. Mm. You usually hear that from the student section. Mm. He'll be a hero on that campus. Who won that ball game? If they won, that'd be even better. Uh, Probably Arizona. Who were they ranked higher? I don't know. <laughs> You're the college basketball <laughs> national expert. Uh, they're both ranked. Okay. Uh, it's a top 25 game, but I, I didn't see who won. Okay. All right, my part in shot. So if you don't ever get over to theringer.com, you definitely should. This is uh, Bill Simmons' website. It's one of my favorites. Uh, they did a story, and this is all you know, tongue in cheek. You know, we're trying to rank these these quarterback prospects. See who's going to be the best prospect to come into this draft. They decided, all right, let's look at their Instagrams and rate them uh, on Instagram. So they do the top five, and Sam Darnold comes in at number five, and they take this post of him he's, where he's saying, I'm in Minnesota getting ready for the big game with at Red Robin Burgers. Now, this is his first ad that, he's, that he uses. The ringer writes, how can a team expect Darnold to identify cover two versus cover four if he can't even identify a top ten burger chain? <laughs> Thought that was funny. Uh, he also has a post with, uh, Will Ferrell on there, and then he has another one of him standing with the uh, the Trojan sword, and uh, and the caption it says, "Love this game, love these boys, let's go." The ringer writes that post is part of a concerning and stunning lack of attention to caption detail. If Darnold can't think of witty captions in his instas, can he inspire his teammates in the huddle? And then you go further down, Josh Allen. None of his were really good. Uh, so I'm just going to skip him. Then you get to Baker, and I actually forgot about this. Uh, so decision-making. Mayfield needed less than three weeks after the season ended to make headlines. In January, he commented on former Oklahoma receiver and current Miami Dolphin Kenny Steele's Instagram Live saying, get me to Miami. And so uh, obviously people took uh, snapshots of that and were saying, um, you know, he's already letting people know where he wants to go in the Mayfield Clarify that the post was a joke. So Mayfield already showing you that a little bit of that immaturity um, that people have held against him. And then the best one, Josh Rosen had a few good ones. The, the, Josh Rosen had one where he said Blue Steel. Have you ever seen the the Ben Stiller oh, yeah. model movie? Uh-huh. There's a there's a picture on uh, his Instagram where he's throwing the football and he's literally making that face. And so he, he took a snapshot of it and wrote Blue Steel. I thought that was really good. But the best one. The best one was Lamar Jackson. He's number one on their list. He After they beat uh, Kentucky, he posted a picture of him as Godzilla shooting laser beams down on Kruger Field and Kentucky. Absolutely awesome. Anyway, it's just a fun read. It's it, it makes light of the whole situation because nobody seems to know which quarterback is better than the other, so they chose to rank the Instagram. Uh, you're at that age where you basically uh, your social schedule where you have a wedding like every other week, right? Dude, it's awful. <laughs> I'm so discouraged because like I want to tread be, lightly. <laughs> I want to be excited about college baseball opening this weekend, but I don't know how much of it I'm going to get to watch. Uh, I've got rehearsals. Jake's going to be that guy. I'm not in the wedding. My wife's in the wedding. Uh, but it's one of the you can't things. sneak away then, or what? No, I have to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I just hope nobody. I don't know anybody there. I just hope nobody thinks less of of her. <laughs> me me rudely watching the the baseball game on my phone. 
But uh, we'll see how that plays out. We'll just don't give out an inappropriate hooter holler at, at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. Watson comes up and, and ropes a double and Jake's there. <laughs> I do. Woo! Just fist pumping yeah. through the air. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of the up-and-coming band KC and the Sunshine Band? <laughs> no. Puff Daddy certainly has. I'm sure he has. Yeah. Well, they started in 73. So. <laughs> uh, I'm going to check them out this weekend. Should be fun. I'll give you a review. Oh, please do. <laughs> Waiting on that. Uh, everybody have a fabulous weekend. We'll yell at you bright and early Monday morning. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.